Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Again, thank you for joining with me on the Word Podcast. Uh, I don't know about y'all, I've received some feedback from you, and everybody seems to be having a good time together studying the Word this way. Uh, I just think it's exciting to be able to spend just a few moments every day. And so whether it's early in the morning while you're grabbing this time together, or late in the evening, or while you're driving, or while you're waiting for the drive through at Jim and Nick's Barbecue, whatever it may be, or the drive through at Johnny's Barbecue, uh, both are very near and dear to my heart here locally. <laughs> And so whatever it may be, I do thank you for uh, joining with me. I'll tell you what, let's go over to Galatians, the fourth chapter, where we've been looking here the last few episodes uh, together. And if, you, if, this, if you're new to our time together, thank you for joining with me. Uh, you might do well to back all the way up, okay? It wouldn't take you that long to catch up uh, over a period of a few days and start at Galatians 1 because there is such a flow to what is happening. But you can start anywhere with any episode and see what the Lord is saying. In Galatians 4, now, I'm going to start at verse 15 and just sort of read quickly through some things that we've already covered uh, and then look at a couple of extra verses. So here's verse 15. Remember this? It said, where then is that sense of blessing you had? For I bear you witness that if possible, you would have plucked out your eyes and given them to me. So Paul is speaking to these churches in Galatia saying, you know what had happened to me? You know why I stopped there? He said previously, I had a physical problem. And it was something that could have been very distressing looking, okay? could have been something that would have been despising and caused you to loathe me, but you didn't. You received me as an angel of God, as Jesus Christ himself. And I know that the way that you reacted to me, you would have given me your very eyes if possible. So in verse 16, he says this, So have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? In other words, do you hate me now? that we've gotten to this point in the letter and that I've been revealing to you what's going on and how you're about to be deceived. And I'm telling you the truth about this. Would they believe what you see over in the Proverbs where it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend? Paul's acknowledging, I know this is hard. I know this is difficult, what I'm saying. Okay, I know it is. But am I your enemy now? Because I'm telling you the truth. But then he tells him in verse 17, and this is where we ended with the last episode. They eagerly seek you, not commendably, but they wish to shut you out so that they that you will seek them. And we talked some about that at the end of our last time together. And, folks, we need to be so aware of this. So much of what passes as, quote, unquote, church leadership today is exactly this right here. They're trying to shut people out of the freedom and the liberty we have in the Lord. And they do so to where you can seek them out. Actually, the easiest thing in the world to do within the body of Christ is to go back under the law, get a series of checklists and say, okay, you do this, this, this. You, you worship with us when the doors are open these days of the week. You dress like we do. You believe like we do about every subject matter. You act like we do. You do this right here and we will declare you to be righteous. And that's basically and effectively what occurs within a lot of churches today. And people do that to where you seek them out. I have friends that when they went from one church to another church and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon them and they saw some truths, that that other church literally wrote them off, literally declared uh, Ichabod over them, literally declared them to be anathema and said, since you do not believe like we do, you are now considered to be an unbeliever. 
and I'm, I'm just talking about frivolous things, okay? He says they do this to where you have to seek them out. And again, it is a sad state of affairs. That is what I see predominantly within the body of Christ today is leadership that do things to where people are dependent upon the leadership rather than being dependent upon the Lord God himself. And like I said last time, that is actually a very frightening thing in the eyes of leadership to have the body of Christ that seeks the Lord, that depends upon the Lord, that searches after the Lord rather than after the opinion of man. I tell you, you more you think about this and the more you see it, I think the Lord will reveal some things to you. And so I'm really encouraging you as you lead within the body of Christ to encourage people to step out, okay? encourage people to live in the freedom and the power of the Spirit. Paul continues the thought in verse 18. He says this, But it is good always to be eagerly sought in a commendable manner, not only when I am present with you. He said there's nothing wrong <laughs> to want to, live, to be sought after. Okay, there's nothing wrong to live in, uh, in a commendable manner. I think what he's saying right here when he says that, and not only when I am present with you, is this, you sought me when I was there, and that's good, that's fine. He says, but you need to seek me also when I'm not present with you. In other words, why didn't you fire off a letter to me when these folks started teaching and preaching this stuff? When they started saying these things about me that you knew were not true. When they started saying things about the kingdom of God, that went against what I had told you. Remember what he said in the first, chat, uh, first chapter? He said, if I myself or an angel of God comes and preaches to you a gospel different from what I presented to you before, let him be considered to be anathema. Don't believe him. He says, not only when I'm present with you, but when I'm distant. Why didn't you fire off a letter? Why didn't you send a messenger? Nowadays, I love what we can do. I mean, I really do. I, I just get so excited about this type of thing. We have the ability now to pick up a phone. We have the ability now to pick up and send a text on a computer to write an email. We have so many ways to communicate. We have uh, Facebook Live. We have FaceTime. We have uh, Skype. We have so many things. Uh, I teach Bible studies locally. I teach Bible studies online. I teach piano lessons online. Isn't that crazy? I mean, the things that you can do online. And I love it when somebody, and I got a, a, a son-in-law that does this to me every now and then, and a couple of good friends that do it that they'll be in the middle of a Bible study time and somebody will have a question and they'll go, well, I don't know, hang on a second. And they'll send a text and they'll say, hey, what, what does the word say about this? We have the ability to do things near instantaneously now. Of course, the question begs to be asked, do we actually do that? Do we commendably and eagerly seek what one another are saying? Let me read two more verses right here. We'll be done today. This is verse 19 of Galatians 4. My children... And you see, again, Paul's compassion. He started out this little vignette right here with saying, I beg of you. Now he's saying, my children. And, you know, John did that all the time, the apostle John. He was all about the children thing. Paul, this is a little unusual. My children, with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in you. He's saying, folks, I'm working here. This is labor for me. I am really in labor over you to tell you these truths right now. And to lay this out before you because you are so close to getting into something that's dangerous. Remember how he started in the first chapter? He said, I, I don't understand how you so easily went to another gospel. In the beginning of the third chapter, he said, who so easily bewitched you? Now in the fourth chapter, he says, verse 20. Well, let me start with 19 again. My children with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in you. But I could wish to be present with you now 
and to change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. So he's acknowledging that his tone has been very challenging, but he's repeating it again. He said, I'm perplexed about this. I'm really sort of spiritually baffled here. He knows what the issue is. He knows what the problem has been. He knows, he, I think he actually knew who some of these Judaizers were because they all grew up together. They went to school together. Don't forget that, okay? He knew what was happening, but he's saying, I'm perplexed because you are choosing the law. You're choosing the pattern and the way of man. You're choosing these ones who want to have their thumb of power over your life rather than choosing the one who set you free. Isn't that amazing? Now, the next verse, which we'll talk about the next time he picks up, it talks about, hey, those of y'all who want to be on the law, let me give you another insight into an example. For today, let's do this. Let's just take this stuff before the Lord and say, God, show me, reveal to me where I am dependent upon a form of law rather than upon you. Lord, reveal to me to where I'm functioning and operating in the fear of man more than I am in the wonder and the glory and the power and the presence and the fear of God. If you ask him to do that, he will do that. And we will be able to live in the freedom and the liberty that he's granted us. I'm Dale. Thank you again for being with me. I'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.